Stoop Kids in a 412. I am your host, Meet. I got my guests here today, K Nocturnal 9 and Cameron Gibby. How are you guys doing today? We're doing fucking fantastic, Mike. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thank you for stopping by the Stoop today. I really appreciate yeah, it. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thank you for having us. Absolutely, guys. I like the you know purple on purple routine going there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know it's all in one. It's a key to the home studio vibe. Anyone has to understand. Like, what? The vibe? You got to like, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a vibe. You have to have the right vibe in order to produce. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I kind of get, I take, I take some, I take some pride in what we've done to the stoop to really turn it into kind of like a nice man cave to hang out. Hell yeah. Crack, yeah, I mean, crack a few brews. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. Nothing nice. better with nothing better with bruise than the boys. Oh no. <laughs> nothing better. You never know where it's gonna lead. Right. <laughs> um, why don't you guys go ahead and uh introduce yourselves? Uh Nate, why don't you start us off? Hi, my name is Nathaniel Knockle, hailing from Westford, Pennsylvania, twenty minutes north of Pittsburgh. Uh my name is Nocturnal as a musician. I went to North Allegheny High School, graduated class of 2017. Went to Slippery Rock for a freshman year and decided that I didn't want to be a teacher anymore because I really didn't want to be a teacher in the first place. Um, dropped out to pursue music. Worked, what, five or six different jobs over the past year. I think it's good. Yeah, like being, being kind of pretty modest. Lenient, yeah, yeah, pretty lenient there. Worked maybe about 10 jobs over the past year, <laughs> just going from place to place, figuring yeah. it out, hustling 70 hours, 70 hour weeks, just a bunch of craziness and just really been trying to figure it out ever since, um, pursuing music and really, you know, growing this brotherhood that we have here. Mm-hmm. And then I'm Zach Gibson, AKA Cameron Gibby. I am a music producer. And then I went to NA as well, graduated the same year. We've been friends like forever and basically a brotherhood at this point, especially with the music, it's really grown up into it. But um, I went to Penn State for about a year. Well, I went in the summer session so I had like a half semester and then I went for another semester and I dropped out for the fall semester because I'd say I I started making the beats the summer I went into Penn State and knew I like loved doing it. So I just kept doing it there. But I always said I was going to minor in it because who would drop out of school to make music? That's for talking. Then like balls again. I was just like, you know what? About halfway through the next semester, <laughs> I found myself dropped out, and it, everything's changed since then. But you, I would say this: I've learned probably more out of school about life and myself in general. Probably, most definitely, yeah. definitely, through, like life experiences and doing the music. But yeah, no, pretty much where we are now. Yeah, Absolutely. and then I work as a server as well. Okay, mm-hmm. hey, nothing, nothing's better than like you know some real life experience, you know. That's really where that's really where you draw a lot of you know your decision making from you know when you go into you know future situations you know yeah. it's, it's not really mm-hmm. absolutely it's a test of character it's a test of you know work ethic um, and it really like kind of molds you into you know who you're gonna be you know it's like absolutely. a really it's it's a representation of yourself. Yeah, and like I just said, I've worked about 10 different jobs. The biggest thing about dropping out of music was like, no, literally, I went to, I started at the Olive Garden, and then I went to Macy's, and then I worked both of those, and then I dropped the Olive Garden, then I went to a steakhouse, worked that in Macy's, then I started selling insurance, then I became a server, and, you know, Lyft and Uber driver. I've done a lot of stuff, and throughout all those different careers, because you drop out to make music, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. And I mean, it still hasn't happened yet, obviously, but you know, you're not going to be fully independent to be able to support yourself from the get. It's going to take a while. So while you're doing that, you gotta, you gotta work an average, a regular life. You can't just expect to bum off other people. You got, you gotta be a grown man. You gotta work that. 
and it's it's really tough to figure out because school is not going to teach that for you. School's school's not going to teach you how to be an adult and really you like need really figure out. Yeah, you need a real job and you need a real schedule to figure out who you are and how you kind of fit into this world and eventually how to break out of it almost and not really even live amongst. It. No, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, wow, <laughs> that was that was that was a low, that was a low, that was, that was low down. That was a low down. <laughs> <laughs> the one time talking, I was thinking about how like Zayt was a barber. He went for the longest time. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. You cut hair, you cut hair. You wash dishes. You, wash dishes. you just get, you gotta make money somehow. And no, don't tell me you're a drug dealer because that's not that's not making money. All right, no, that's not a hustle. That's no, <laughs> it's not a hustle. But what about uh, sounding like e That's a hustle. That's a hustle because it's not illegal. It's just illegal for them. All right, and let's just be honest. It's all so bullshit. you're basically promoting like selling alcohol to Marcus too. It's a gray area. <laughs> gray area. Have it right. done. Right. done it myself, but you know, we're not gonna speak about that. Let's continue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so let's let's gear this conversation uh, a little bit towards the music. Uh, so, so what inspired uh, you, Nate, to pursue music? And then Cam, um, when did you um, decide to pursue music as well? Well, starting music was six years ago i've started really thinking about it six years ago me and my friends and him included you know we would just kind of get together every friday saturday night we would hang out and we'd smoke a ton and we just started rapping uh my one friend our one friend derek his older brother tyler uh he was a couple years older than us about four years and he was really into the culture at that time and he was he was rapping with his friends and stuff they were seniors in high school Mm-hmm. and he would hang around us and we just kind of naturally gravitated toward it started rapping and freestyling around this poker table at our friend steve's house we would do it night after night after night well after the course of a year year and a half i started saying well fuck let's just let's start writing some music i have a lot to say and ultimately what it came to was i had a lot to say that i wasn't really confident enough to say with my own voice that i wasn't confident enough to say to the people in my environment and I wasn't confident enough to take hold of my environment. So what I decided to do is I put it all into music and uh, I started writing music with a good friend of mine, Rob, who sadly passed away a couple years ago. Um, so a heroin overdose, um, started making music with him a lot started recording our first tracks on SoundCloud and put it out. And we, we really started to have a vision for what we wanted to make. And, you know, we had some rough patches in between, but that's really what, got it together and sitting here now looking back to where it came from you know it all makes sense but it, it didn't make sense a lot of the way. yeah it was expected yeah. but very unexpected the way that it came together right i'm sorry for your loss um, oh, thank you very much he's in know, a better place no i mean yeah yeah that definitely i'm sure has had a, its effect on you and your music yeah, absolutely. Um, my first project that I put out was called Senior Season, and it was a 21-track album based solely on my experiences from my senior year in almost exact vivid detail. And that's honestly the reason why it didn't catch on as much as you know it could have for a multiple multitude of reasons. It didn't necessarily get as much play because it was the first project, but ultimately because it was literally my story. It wasn't tried to make it ge- it wasn't generalized at all it was literally just me word for word writing it out and it was something that me and him had visualized months 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 back from the end of my senior year and it didn't get released until a whole year and a half later so yeah uh, his his passing his influence on me definitely definitely showed in the music then and it's it really always will yeah now, Cam, when did you come into play? Well, whenever they were all rapping, I would always just kind of chill there. I was never really the one Because <laughs> even, like, I was, was, like, the one that, like, I just really liked beats and songs. Like, I would kind of listen to all the genres. I didn't really care what it was. Like, I grew up, all my friends were, like, very into hip-hop, very into hip-hop. And my sister would always play, like, a bunch of pop music. Like, so, like, I would hear everything like from like <laughs> radio to 
like I remember Derek and Tyler were really into like Odd Future and everything. Yeah. So one thing I ne- like turned to realize and uh, that I like melody sometimes in like a pop kind of song and like how yeah. the emotions go through. But I, to this day, I you can't beat hip hop drums. But yeah. um, so I would just kind of sit there and like listen and like give them my honest feedback and everything. And they would make mentions like you should try to make beats and I mm-hmm. didn't know how like I had no idea but I always played piano as a kid and I played a bunch of other instruments so like I kind of figured I could but I never like looked into it or anything but for going to college my dad like it was a tradition in our family to get us MacBooks so I saw that GarageBand was on it and that's when I kind of just started messing around with GarageBand and when I started kind of getting the hang of it I kind of knew then like pretty much right away like yeah this is what I want to do like yeah this is it yeah like the minute, I remember the first things I ever did is I sampled um Donald Trump I sampled, I sampled some YouTube thing on Donald Trump and I was showing my brother on my vacation <laughs> and he was like what are you doing and like, he was like oh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of how all that kind of came and looking back on it I always it makes sense but it doesn't make sense yeah, like yeah yeah it kind of like all came like full circle, it seems like. Yeah, I would write about like how I, music would like affect me and how like the beats, like I would literally sometimes just listen to. I'd look up songs, instrumentals sometimes and like just put headphones on, just listen to the instrumentals sometime. Mm-hmm. And then I do it with like with tests, like for school. I'd listen to like instrumentals to tests and just read something and then <laughs> go and take it and try to like sneak your plot in if I could. Or, or not my plot, I'm having back then. But, like, <laughs> some about that like kind of like i don't know like eerie silence during like a testing period is just like I don't like it's it fuck, i hate it don't like it's, it at all i hate it i hate, I it. hate it because i li- i listen to like i'll put on some like instrumental like lo-fi hip-hop beats and yeah, yeah good, that's what good. i and i love to study that at also like you know just some like real classical like piano it's the universal sound for humans like it's oh good. yeah so good it brings it just brings so much like harmony you know it's just like a nice like peace and just like calming yeah, it's very calm. You can meditate yeah. for that shit, too. It's like oh, there, yeah. it doesn't even need to be there. Yeah. It's almost like you're thinking it's there. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's just such an appeasing atmosphere. Mm-hmm. That it's yeah, like yeah. it's like you think it, that you've like traveled like somewhere else almost. You lose touch with reality for like a hot second. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so, like, tell me a little bit about uh, the relationship between you guys. It's definitely a brotherly b- vibe to it. Well, um, like we talked before the interview, we really can't even remember when we started being friends. I've known him. We've now. known each. Yeah, it's gonna bug me for sure. But <laughs> we've known each other since birth, essentially. And mm-hmm. uh, the way it really cultivated, I don't know. Like, we would just you would come over to my house. We'd play games. We me, him, and my mom would just play some board games and we'd watch deal movies. Or no deal with yeah. yeah, we'd play like Deal or No Deal. We'd play huge Monopoly games for like five, six, seven days at a time, just keep them yeah. out. We'd, we'd play with lightsabers. We'd watch Star Wars. We'd do it all. And, you know, we'd take him to church and stuff. And, yeah. <laughs> like, he basically just became my other brother through it and my mom's second son, really. And, yeah. I mean, through it all, we just kind of, grew as friends throughout the years I, I really don't remember a lot of it because of all the weed smoke but I mean <laughs> yeah I can remember the childhood times and I just remember over the course of us making music uh together here in the basement he dropped out from Penn State like he previously said and then I remember I was thinking about dropping out that second semester he dropped out the first of that same year and I was thinking about dropping out the second semester I called him and he said you should do it and I said yeah I'm going to do it well I dropped out and slowly but surely he started picking up the beats and everything because he was a little bit later to the game than I was as far as starting and over time he started picking it up more and more and we just naturally kind of fell into this groove of just slowly like getting a little tiny bit more into it into it into it like then we dropped our first song 
and then I'm going to jump a second, and then a third, and then eventually now we just got to the point where we're just making songs after songs after songs. Oh, they were like a year. And that was really only a year ago, <laughs> just hanging out all the time, making songs, making songs, making songs, beats, 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 everything, music. And yeah. this was a slow, gradual progression into kind of a snowball effect as far as what happened. I will say this. I don't remember how we became friends, but I knew the – I remember the memory, but I was like, yeah, I'm Biscuit's friend. <laughs> yeah. Picked me up in this house, right? Yeah. And he did some real dumb shit. <laughs> he comes like crawling out all fours out of his front door, like making some like weird like noise. I don't even. It was just a big howling. He was yeah. like clawing out the car. My God, was, what is he? Doing? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was like, listen, you know what? Maybe I'm not going back. I don't know. I don't know. But in my mind, I was like, that. Yeah, that was the moment. You still do it. I still do it. Yeah. Yeah. No. The noises are 100. Oh, the noises are definitely still there. Once again, yeah. sounds not our thing. No, sounds. <laughs> Being full adults is not a thing. You no. know, we gotta be adults on the surface. We're not adults. <laughs> or without being like I think that's like what everyone should try to do <laughs> you know I feel like this is like uh, stepbrothers like I'm I'm talking to you know the founders <laughs> of prestige worldwide right now <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah we get well yeah stay gold prestige yeah same difference <laughs> so uh, Nate like when Tell me a little bit about uh, your music um, before Cameron came. You know, what was your what was your sound? And then when Cameron came along and you guys started uh, collabing together and like really growing together, um, how did it change? Oh, this is a great question because it absolutely fucking changed. It changed a ton. Uh, when I started first making music, it was solely on kind of a 90s hip hop, uh, Nas type of feel, J. Cole type of feel. When I really first started tuning into rap, because I got into it kind of late. So the first rap I ever heard was the Wu-Tang Clan. Okay. And again, I really didn't like Albie's Deadass. And everybody who listened to this, <laughs> it's, it's so funny. When I heard Started from the Bottom for the first time, I didn't know it was Drake. I thought it was some random dude. I didn't know what? who. That's how bad I was on hip-hop. Oh, that's my. I was on hip-hop. Y'all can make fun <laughs> Deadass truth. I had no idea who was singing that song. So that's how out of touch I was. But eventually I started listening to J. Cole and he really became my favorite artist. Um, uh, solely just because of how real it was and how that was the thing I gravitated toward most. I wanted to speak my mind again. I didn't have the confidence to do so then. And that was kind of, that's kind of who J. Cole was as an artist, especially in his early days. Just really speaking from the heart and soul, but you can tell it's somebody that wasn't really able to do it as much as in his own environment. It was more of a secluded kind of just venting type of rap. Right. And that's really what the music was early on, just spilling out my heart and emotions and really just getting that out on pen and paper. Um, as, you know, Zach here started making beats and really honing his craft and getting really fucking good at it, um, and us starting to make music, it's really challenged me to be a better artist because mm -hmm. that's kind of always been my bread and butter lyricism writing clean raps and writing more in a sophisticated sense but with Zach here he's more a lot about emotion and about less structure and about vibes and J. Cole fan Young Thug fan yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> kind of transition it really yeah. allowed me to use that lyricism that I honed over the past six years of writing music and put it on the more modern type of style of stuff. We started doing some R&B. We started doing some more, I don't even know what you would call it, kind of like weekend type style. We've made, we made everything. We've made more like auto-tune-y type stuff. Pretty much every single type of genre we're starting to do because he can make it and he listens to it all. He puts me on game and I kind of come with the lyricism and the, and the cadence and the ability to ride the beat that kind of makes it a perfect match. Yeah. It's like exact opposites <laughs> that like complete, you know? Yeah. They're like even like music taste, like I said, I've always been like into like the more singy with like the melodics and like the thugs, like gunners nowadays, like all that kind of stuff. 
right. he was in like the soul. Like I, granted, we liked both. <laughs> we like both, but like, cause then I, when I started making like beats, I just wanted to make that kind of stuff. But like, when I wanted to work, like, it got to a point where I became more comfortable. So I was like, I want like Nate to go on a song. I kind of would try to do something that I figured he could do too. And like, it's kind of cool how it's like, there's some things we'll make that like sound a mixture of soul and like the melodic modern kind of thing. So it's kind of intertwined with everything, and it's it's getting kind of cool to see how it's. It's developing into something, yeah. yeah. No, definitely. Um, when I was listening through your guys' music earlier today, I definitely saw that there was a like big variety, and you know, just like <laughs> yeah. the sound, and just like you know, the beat was you know the the constant. It like you know some artists, um, like the baby, for example. To me, he sounds like the beat sounds the same on every track. Like he, it just sounds like a repeat almost. Mm-hmm. Like you know, every song is like very very similar because it's like the structure doesn't really change you know what i mean it's a very Mm -hmm. strict like kind of masculine rhyme scheme and meter Mm -hmm. um and with the when i was listening to your music earlier today it was very fluid i felt like i went from like listening to you know r&b to kind of like you said like a like a soulful kind of just like good vibey just like chilled relaxed song to then you know I'm getting hyped up again <laughs> like yeah. it, it was it was a good variety of like everything I'm like everything I like to hear um when I like listen to artists um, yeah. their work. Well, thank you like yes man yeah. yeah I like I like fluidity I like people trying different things uh I think like you know when and there's nothing wrong with like sticking to it like when you find your sound like sticking to it but you know I I always like to see artists try and branching out and like really pushing themselves um, to expand as much as they can. Absolutely. And I think that's what really makes the best projects too. And I know it's not really a project driven type of industry anymore. It's really a single hit for hit type of thing, but as far as still making a great project, and again, I'm still a believer in if you can drop a classic project, you're still going to, you're going to be remembered forever. Mm -hmm. Even if it's hit for hit, you drop a classic project, people are, you're going to be remembered. That's the thing. It, shows, it just shows depth. Yeah, it shows depth. And I think as, as in, with the versatility, it's essential to a classic project. And it's essential to a human. You can't just continuously make the same songs and expect somebody to continuously listen to that over and over again. They will hop to another artist or they will hop to something else. Like what phase of life, what phase of life are you in? And that's kind of our whole thing is we can, we're, we can and will make everything because we've we want to, ex- we've experienced and want to embrace everything. <laughs> right. So, and jumping from that, then how would you describe your music in like three words? So let's, let's do before, before Cam came in, and then after Cam came in. Oh. Um, to really uh, show the contrast. Well, after Cam, after Zach here came in, we describe it as everything you need. And that's actually, he coined that literally okay. like an hour ago. He said, everything you need. And the reason being is because, like we said, it's every emotion. On our last project, I had a song of three straight minutes of just bars of just rapping continuously. Then we hop into a little Uzi type song. We have something more toward a classic R&B toward the beginning and toward the middle. So it's everything you're going to need. It's just honesty and it's everything you're going to need. Like, Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I really don't know how to describe in three words. I, I mean, I just say how you feel. Like how I feel is really just like the like what it was beforehand. I was gonna say I was gonna say emotionally scarred and unavailable. But... <laughs> 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 yeah, best song of the year, by the way. Emotionally scarred by a young listen, put you on game. But no, like that's really how it was. It was just really fucking hurt, but it was really important to get through that because you grew up what I realized, yeah, you grow. And what I realized the past couple of days is you got to go through a lot more pain than you think you do. Like people say, it always takes more than you think it will. It, it does. And it takes it in every aspect. Nobody wants to think about how much more pain and how much more struggle it will. People think it's going to take more work, but it's a lot more pain and struggle. 
than you think it's ever going to take. So that's how I would say like necessarily pain. It's just like lessons. Oh, like what's pain? It's <laughs> a lot of pain. <laughs> lessons is a good word. It's a good positive spin off. It's a lot of pain. <laughs> I mean, through pain. I mean, through pain. I guess will will then come lessons because you know once yeah. you kind of once you once you go through the pain and you know like you, you you've you've accepted it and you know you're kind of you you finally are at peace with yourself when you yeah. go and you look back that's where the lessons will come in you know i mean you know you can reflect back on that period and be like okay you know, this is where i was uh this is where i am now where do i want to be you know i mean how can how can i use this experience and what it taught me to you know bring me to the where i'm now trying to go exactly and you can't do it without analysis so right so why don't you guys, what do you guys say we give uh, the audience a little preview of uh, Harley Quinn? Yes. Why not? Let's do it. Yes. All everybody right. loves a little toxicity. Yes, <laughs> everybody loves a toxic relationship because they don't actually want to be happy. Let's go. How do you say like me? I needed my Harley Quinn so bad. Fly with a tank on me. This baby just know one thing. Go fast. Party like Charlie Sheen. All I ever do is win. Cali. Street queen fun like a freak. Eight days out in the east. Oh, yeah. Shawty is saying like me. I needed my Harley Quinn so bad. Fly with a tank on me. This baby just know one thing. Go fast. Party like Charlie Sheen. All I ever do is win. Cali. Street queen fun like a freak. Eight days out in the east. Oh, yeah. Ain't nobody know me. Run like a real OG. Oh, yeah. Straight done try to tell me that I'm probably gonna OD. No. So ho blowing my racks, baby. You ain't never gotta ask for nothing. Sandbar rolling my backs. I know that this hot go last forever. Peanut butter, leather seats in the lamb. No never know, cause I don't post on the gram. Frozen winter sitting licks out of van. No me and Shorty dip our toes in the sand. Planning the future our fan never had. Rapping and rolling the clothes with the athletes. Most of our casualties, your tragedies, your great masterpiece. Shawty, you bad for me. Girl, I know you're bad for me, but you never cap with me. Even when it's dazzling, you far from attaching me. And I'll find what that actually Cause Shotty, you bad for me. No mama, you bad for me. Cause Shotty is saying like me. I needed my Harley Quinn so bad. Fly with a tank on me. This baby just know one thing. Go fast. Party like Charlie Sheen. All I ever do is win. Cali. Street queen fun like a freak. Eight days out in the east. Oh yeah. Shotty is saying like me. I needed my Harley Quinn so bad. Fly with a tank on me. This baby just know one thing. Go fast, party like Charlie Sheen All I ever do is win, Cali Street queen fun like a freak Eight days out in the east, oh yeah Everyone try to tell me That you ain't the one for me, oh yeah It is really how y'all feel That y'all ain't the ones for me, no way Course out in LA, sitting next to Snoop and Dre, oh yeah Why don't you tell me a little bit about Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn is actually <laughs> Harley Quinn is so many things. Harley Quinn is an unfinished product that was put out. We had so many more things we had to put into it. B cuts. Uh, what else? What else do we want to put into it? I don't even remember. That was we were gonna do um ad libs on that. Ad libs, B cuts, a whole a whole nine we wanted to put into it. We just didn't. We just dropped it. And well, it was my computer crash. Remember the file wouldn't load again. Yeah, so the file wouldn't load again, so we weren't able. Luckily, to. like I had a file that we could drop. Yeah, but like. Yeah. So we dropped it, and honestly, when we dropped it, we really weren't that high on it. We really did not care about this much about this song, to be honest, because it took 20 minutes to write. I swear to God, it took 20 minutes. <laughs> I have, like, a, like one of those, like, spinner bikes. Yeah. And I remember we needed, like, one more verse, because we came up with, like, the concept the night before. The hook was written real fast. Yeah. Um, and then I was, we just needed the one verse, so he came over the next day. I was like, all right, you want to write the verse? And he was like, yeah, sure. And I like just started playing the beat off my laptop. He was sitting over the spinner bike, just spinning away. And like 10, 15 minutes later, he just came back, all right, the song's done. 10 minutes, like, right, 10 minutes later, the verse is done. Yeah. Like, this song is essentially saying, lyrics don't matter. Nobody yeah. cares. We, they, this is coming from someone who's a J. Cole fan. Like, I'm a J. Cole fan, and lyrics don't matter. Most people do <laughs> not. But like, literally, I did not care about the lyrics. I'm going to be straight up. I just put. It's about first that thing. Cool first thing on my mind, I just put it in. I stopped, stopped yeah. thinking. Just did it, and it came out really cool. Germany loves it, so shout out Germany. <laughs> Germany that, loves. Then I'll have to, uh, I'll have to ask my roommate then if he's heard of it. Oh yeah, he might have. Yeah, if okay. not, I'm gonna turn. I'll turn him on to it. 
Maybe, yeah, yeah hey, maybe he's the one who's the country on game. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, so the next song, next song we're going to play for the audience is uh, No Words. What do you guys say? About No Words or Let's Get It? Yeah, that's fucking, you ready to get it? You ready to get it? Let's get it. Yeah. All right, let's get let's get hype. Let's get hype. This forward. is when lyrics do matter. All right, see <laughs> what lyrics do matter on this song. There's no words that truly capture what I feel for you. There's no words. Help me to free from the pain There's no words That I could have said to you that make you stay There's no words When I watch you leave in the rain There's no words That truly capture how I felt for you There's no words When I see you in my dreams there's no words that I could have said to you that make you stay. There's no words when I watch you live in the rain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you come over after waiting tables. Garage code four double six three a staple. <laughs> we get a talk and then we smoke some maple. Only then could I admit that I was far from stable. Ain't want no label, thought the pros would outweigh the cons. Shit, I was wrong, but my pride was too fucking strong. So I kept quiet, tried confusing you with silence. All it did was build resentment, started acting like a tyrant. You was tired of my shit, but wouldn't say it to my face. Cause deep down, you were praying that this all was just a phase. And once the stresses in my life were nullified, I might change. Back to Prince Charming, riding on my stallion, white mane. I ain't do the right thing. Yeah, I know it, I admit it But you couldn't drop it even when I told your ass to quit it So you bought yourself a ticket on the Greyhound to Baltimore Asked if I could visit, then you walked out and slammed There's the door There's no words That truly capture what I feel for you There's no words Help me to free from the pain There's no words That I could have said to you that make you stay Tell me a little bit about No Words. No Words. Huh. No Words was actually made um, after watching an episode of Peaky Blinders. Oh, and that was after and, when Drake dropped the two songs. Yeah, and this was whenever Drake dropped his two new songs, um, When, when to, to Say When in Chicago Freestyle. And yeah. I listened oh, to Oh, bro. When to Say When. Oh, God. I love that song. <laughs> and again, this is when lyrics matter. I listened to that song. It's like, lyrics mattered. And it had a soul kind of feel to yeah. it. Yeah. And this one lyrics matter. I listened, I was like, I gotta write some bars, I gotta write some something really cool. So no words just kinda came out of it. He made a beat and I was a little drunk off the apple Ciroc, I think. And <laughs> I just started just started writing to it and I just kinda yeah. got into a bag where this is just how I felt. It just felt like I had no words. Like it was just so emotional. I was like almost shedding tears down here. It was awesome. Yeah. Thank God for Piggy Blinders. Great show, great show. You don't watch it. Now, Cam, did where did you uh, draw inspiration from the beat from? I just wanted to make something with like real instrument, real instrumentation, kind of give that like kind of soul classic hip hop uh, from in like the drum sounds I was choosing. Mm -hmm. But I, I will always kind of stick with more of a modern kind of bounce. I always, okay. it's just kind of what I'm into, and that's. It was basically from those two songs, uh, Chicago Freestyle, right? Yes. Yeah, and then freestyle. When to Say When. And I just kind of wanted to make my interpretation on that kind of in a way. And that's what came out because we really made that song like right after that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, dope. Um, what was like, what's your guys' like creative process now? Like does, Nate, do you just like kind of just go and isolate like yourself and like Cam, you go and isolate yourself and you just like kind of come out and you're like, hey, I got this, I got this. Or is it like a constant like in contact? It's, it's pretty much 75% in contact, maybe yeah. more honestly. Like I'll come over, he'll usually just play me the beats that he's been working on ever since I last saw him. 
Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I just kind of listened to what I like, what kind of catching my ear. From that point, I'll usually catch a hook real quick and just kind of start writing the hook. Mm-hmm. And then once the hook gets written, um, depending on the song, we'll just start kind of going with it and just start writing lyrics. Sometimes I just carry the whole thing and I just write the whole verse real quick, the hook real quick, verse real quick. Or sometimes we'll have songs like another song we wrote, Ocean Waves, where we kind of dive more into it collaborative, collaboratively and really just go line by line and bounce lyric ideas and bounce words off of each other to see where it goes. That's where our first two songs came from, really, was we literally started, we took time on these songs and really went back and forth idea 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 and we would call each other out and be like no we can do better now we can do better now we can do better until we found right. you know the the recipe that worked and it's kind of always been like a little different with each song mm-hmm. the best way i could say it is i trust him to do more of it also unless i really have like some lines in my head or like a concept like i'll usually bring up concepts or like this is kind of how because i think the best song is usually how you're saying like fluid everything is fluid kind of i like it when the beat like it's not even like the the feel of the beat and the emotion inside the beat matches the words so i'll just kind of start saying some things like concept wise what i think and then they usually find something real fast to that and he'll just go on and then usually with like the writing process i just kind of let him go unless i think of a line i'll say it or i'll like ask him every once in a while to kind of go in see if i can help at all Mm -hmm. um i view it as more like he writes it and then i'll almost like proofread to see if like it matches the emotion i kind of felt in the beat yeah right and we just go off from there well it's definitely working so far (laughs) (laughs) it it, it makes it fun though yeah because you get two people because we've always said this like we're trying to do it and like how everybody will like disown russ because like because he he's an arrogant asshole he is (laughs) But like he, you gotta respect what he did. Yeah, you gotta respect. He wrote all of his own songs. He did all of his own verses. He made all of his own beats. He engineered everything himself. Like he didn't have to pay anyone for anything. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we basically try to learn how to do is be able to do it all ourselves. Right. And like we, and the one thing that we had that I like way more than Russ ever had is we have two people. Yeah. Like. Yep. Because you're making it, like, we're making it basically to get our emotions out, but it's not necessarily even just for our emotions. We want people to understand that, like, you should know your emotions. Like, however you want to deal with them is however you want to deal with them. But you should be, like, aware of them. Yeah, I mean, to each their own. It's what you should. (laughs) Drinking is not a constructive way to deal with your emotions. But, uh... (laughs) No, we've never done that. No. (laughs) It's gonna happen again. Guess what? You're yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, they they always do say you know like one plus one actually equals three, right? Because like yeah. you know you have Nate's perspective, you got your perspective, Zach, and then you know you got the perspective then that when you two you know look over the lines that you know Nate wrote, or exactly. when you're yeah. listening to the beat that you made, you know like you're able to then you know form like a perspective together. And you it's always I mean? better. Like it's, it's always, always better. better with two people. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll have, like, we have, um, I usually try to get some people down here, um, to, like, listen to while we're doing stuff, and we get, we got a little carried away with it sometimes, so (laughs) I was getting yelled at a bit, so I had to chill that down a bit, but, because we wanted other people to be involved, too, because once again, even though, like, we're the ones doing it, we wanted other people to be in it, so, like, we've had people that have helped, like, even write, like, one line or two lines in the songs, and we'll try to, like, put them in, like, the credits, because, they came up with it like right they get the credit you know yeah. we're doing it more because if you get five people to agree that this emotion is working and these lyrics are working you're making mm-hmm. something that's working like right you get stuck in like your like mind that like you do it so you're better at it it's like you might know more but that doesn't mean you're better at it yeah exactly like exactly because you, right. you don't know how you're framed yeah, and it's also because every single person has their own childlike brain. Brain. Yeah. And if you put them in this setting here and you just allow them to tap into it, they'll find something that you want. Exactly. No better than them. Right. <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, it's definitely the environment you create for yourself and the and like the people you can surround yourself to. I mean, definitely creates a a, a unique environment to be creative. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know? 
It really does. Um, and that's like something that, you know, we tried to do here, you know, at the stoop, you know, in terms of this room here, as I call it our multi-purpose room, it's the studio, you know, it's, it's the party room, you know, it's the pregame room. Like it, it serves all purposes. It's everything. It's <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, man. Like, okay. and, um, and like a, a lot of great ideas have come out of this, you know, and I've met a lot of great people, um, you know, through, through what I've done um, mm. so far. And, um, you know, it's all attributed to the people that we surround ourselves by. Um, and, you know, also when you align people with like, you know, the same goals in the same room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's everybody. Oh, it's, it's a 10X. Yeah. 10X. Yeah. Every especially, and especially, you know, when you got a relationship like you guys do where it's like a real like kind of, it's you guys are basically brothers. So it's like, you can be brutally honest. Like, you know, Nate, this line fucking sucks, man. Like, go, like, come on. I know you're better than this. Like, go back. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and I'm Thank sure you. the same thing, vice yeah. versa. Too and, it, and it's good. Recording. <laughs> I'll let him be at the mic and be like, "Dude, that sucks." Like, <laughs> I was in the beginning. I was scared to do it. Now it's more and more. God, I'm like, I'm like, dude, thanks. <laughs> I think I said it to me. I was like, dude, I hope you don't take this in the wrong way, but you do it <laughs> And now it's just like, dude, no, we're, we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so. What's uh what's coming up for you guys uh during this like quarantine? Like what's your what what goals you got and uh what uh what are you guys working on? First off, I want to preface that this quarantine is the best thing that's ever fucking happened to us. Not just us, <laughs> but this world, right? You can disagree with me, I don't care. It's the fact. Second, what we have coming up during this quarantine is more music, man. We dropped our first album, Simple Ain't Easy, back in March. Um, mostly just to kind of get some more content on the page, uh, kind of solidify the fact that this is legit, that we're making a lot of music and that we're going to be taken very seriously. Um, going forward, we drop no words to kind of follow that up with. And now we have a few singles on the way, a one catch a thousand tears and all ears. We have a whole bunch of singles coming on the way that we're looking to just kind of release periodically over the next coming weeks and months and basically throughout the rest of the year we really just want to be heard every single week every yeah. every single day we were getting on it we were getting on this real nice roll right when quarantine was going and then it was actually the night we were making ocean waves um and i didn't i'm I was, I was unaware of the fact that Q-tips can be dangerous to your ear. <laughs> hearing in my left ear, and I'm still dealing with it. It's it's a lot back now, but like basically, I couldn't hear my left ear for a solid week and a half. Like it was just not there, and it's like, like it was like annoying because like it was right when we were like we recorded like we were getting so many songs that oh, we had recorded because we were like write them all down. <laughs> beats like it was fine like we were hitting like probably the best drive we ever hit yeah. and then yeah i messed it up <laughs> so but i had to take a little break and i was like frustrated with it and i know you were low-key pissed i was pissed yeah <laughs> don't be so damn aggressive with your ear all right you need to get out and be done all right lessons okay lessons yeah stupid all right Continuing, he's an idiot. Let's keep let's keep it rolling. But right? yes, <laughs> so, we probably would have had a lot more done. But I just recently, probably maybe like week week and a half ago, started to get comfortable like doing it again because it was like messing up the like the stereo, just how I hear things, like stereo imaging and everything. But right. I'm honestly now really excited to see where it takes me because I'm definitely like we've spent a lot of time on music over this because we have nothing else to do. Like we don't really do much else, um, and yeah. like other than this at work. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but like it's made me focus on things that I've never like really necessarily focused on as much as I should have or anything. And right. it's it's gonna make post quarantine or not even like post quarantine, honestly, post just post year being left year being fucked a lot but, better. Yeah, <laughs> but. I'm really excited for the songs that we have coming. We also have we have another album in the works. We want to release it post quarantine because coming up this summer we yeah. want to release another album called Fresh and Legal. 
um, more of a party type album, more of something that's going to get you up, get you moving. Again, we do everything, and that's kind of our whole MO. So we want to release everything. Year, and we just turned 21 yeah. in the past, what, like a couple, couple months. You back in January, me, October. So we figure it's a good thing, especially if we come out of quarantine. Even if we don't, people are going to be doing shit anyway. Nobody listens to it, shit anyway. So, um, you know, it's just something to get the vibes rolling, to really get the summer anthems rolling. And then last, but definitely not least, in my opinion at least, is the album that I've been working on for two years that – I've just been sitting on fine tuning over and over again. And like we started in the beginning, my natural sound is more of a J. Cole type of lyricism. This falls right back into that. It's something that has been basically the journey over the past two, two and a half years, ever since my first project, um, senior season. And that's going to be coming up here in the fall. It's called The Phoenix. It's fucking amazing. I'm not trying to gas myself up, but I am because I really do believe it's, it's that got, good. It's got some really good I really do it's believe it's that good. And if fun. you're a J. Cole fan, if you're a Mac Miller fan, if you're a Russ fan, if you're a Drake fan, if you're any fan of somebody that likes lyrics, that likes just good, really soul-felt rap, you're really going to enjoy it. And those projects and just us trying to grow this into a music business is what we're looking to do over quarantine. I think there's no excuse for us to not – be 10 times bigger and 10 times more influential because it's not about being big it's about being influential and it's about bringing people up that you know we really really cherish that's what it's about and i think this quarantine is going to be able to really give us a trampoline effect yeah for what that can provide for us because we have like we call like our like it's almost like a label i don't really know it's not really even a label it's Um, just like an idea stay gold and it came from um, my friend rob that passed away it was his idea back whenever we started making music he wanted to do stay gold as kind of the idea and i don't even know if it's really it's not really a label it's not really a collective it's just an idea it's just a group of people that just want to like stay like be themselves be it's a lot like in the creative field of stuff like people that want to be themselves like they're through golden self like the state gold pony state boy, gold pony boy I really <laughs> <laughs> really just people that just want to in, tap into who they really are just kind of live unapologetically and, and we we found that pretty early for ourselves i feel like yeah, yeah we, 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 we can help others do yeah, that as well that's kind of like the main whole thing with it is we want people to like actually be who they actually want to be instead of putting on a facade for other people because you think it's going to make you like them like you or yes, even like people, won't. not even just that, like people think it's like really hard to like pull some of the, these things off, but it's like, it's not. I love, that's what I did a lot of when I was at Penn State was like looking into like super successful people, like whether it be musicians, whether it be Forbes list, entrepreneurs, like just, they all kind of had a very similar story. And it was just kind of, they believed in themselves and they just kept going. Like they said, everybody's in the shit. It's the people that get out of it are just the people that just keep crawling out. Yeah, like eventually you get out. You didn't get out of it. Yeah. So that's really what our plans are for quarantine. Yeah. And post. And but post. Quarantine's really helped it. A couple months and the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it definitely sounds like you guys are taking advantage of your time uh, to the fullest extent. Definitely. Yeah. Which is, which is like, you know, great to see. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, some of the singles you got coming out. You mentioned A1 Catch. Tell me a little bit about it. A1 Catch is kind of my attempt to, or our attempt to really put our own spin on kind of the new Toronto 3, kind of have a vibe like that, have okay. some tempo-ness, just some good lyrics, some good, really good energy and that's really just what a1 catch is about just kind of being really confident have a lot of bravado and just kind of show that not to be fucked with really that's what it all is yeah and like because i remember i made the beat and i named it like the new pittsburgh like i just made it like a low loop and i don't even know if i liked it that much and then he started writing to it and i I, didn't even hear him well i just heard him like saying some things and i was like yeah i like because i listen for melody mainly and like i was like yeah keep doing that and he was like i've just been kind of like doing it like a freestyle like not like facing like a certain structure i was thinking i was like just keep doing that it keeps working <laughs> and like that's how that one came about but that one's fun because yeah he, we're both pretty damn big tory lanes fans yeah well, yeah and he can be like because he's very versatile he's like mm-hmm. he does a lot yeah. of, to be honest, he's got more money than you so <laughs> 
Hey, Norris, all you want, but if he's actually got money, which a lot of those rappers don't have money, by <laughs> way, all you fools out there that think rappers are paid, it's a it's a scam. They don't. But some rappers are paid because they're smart. Tory Lanez is one of them. Russell is <laughs> another one of them. Listen to them because they're rich and they're going to stay rich. Sonny, I ain't here to save you. Cause I'm a big dog rolling with the players. For once, girl, I'm never going to date you. Cause I'm an A1 catch none greater. In Atlanta with my team, blue hunters weighing down my red jeans. Get faded with the dope boys, cold cut diamonds on my wrist, make it toast, boy. To the success, man, I never thought we'd get here. Down bad, rolling around the flash just last year. 1800 in my glass in my draft day. Number one picks in my Cuban in the ashtray. Next cap shaking at him, silver hand madly. Back home on my side, bitches going bashing. Throwing cash, y'all, they back it up. Christian D, or I just pray for love. Every day, pay this fuck. I always wanted the cars in the man. Now I'm the star, all star, so handsome. My life feel like front card of Phantom. Hall of Fame speech and cannon on the man, yeah, yeah. Sonny, I ain't here to save ya. Cause I'm a big dog rolling with the players. For once, girl, I'm never gonna date ya. Cause I'm an A1 catch none greater. Uh, I ain't wanna raise a family. I wanna pot champagne at the Grammys. Stop trying, you ain't gonna understand me. Cause I'm that big dog that you never can be. Scheming over dinner at the lounge. Chest used to bounce, now I got a Swiss account and a stash in the Caymans. Bitches had it foul, that's why I ain't never date them. Give them good dick that a pussy always craving. Bachelor pad where I can lay around naked and suit up for another company. Nate, you also mentioned that you're working on an album uh, called Phoenix that you said is kind of like a the journey. It's like a part two of your journey um, over these yeah. past like two years. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about it. Well, the Phoenix kind of spawned from the fact that. I needed another project after senior season. I dropped senior season based on my senior year in full detail, like I said, explained earlier. And I was kind of looking for that next project, that next you know, chapter in my life. And I remember whenever I started writing songs after senior season, I was really pressed to find those next, those next ideas. And I couldn't find anything for the longest time. Well, turns out what I didn't see then, what I can see now in 2020 vision is that 2020 vision but what I can see now is I wasn't meant to have songs then you have to go through things to find that new material if you're really looking to make an album about yourself and about the journey you're going on you got to go on the journey before you just start making more music you just can't keep pounding it out like that I mean you can as far as the songs but if you want to dive in and really have a project that's going to hit not only your own soul and really allow you to express that whole spectrum of emotions you got to go through it first and that's what I didn't see then and it took me a long time to do it and it took me a long time to recognize what it really was it was me as again I'm going to bring some astrology into it I'm a Scorpio and what it comes into is this is why I named it the phoenix is the three evolutions of the scorpion and okay. it's bottom level is the scorpion it's the beginning stage of fright and feardom and, and fear and just kind of figuring it out being very aggressive and angry and the second one is the eagle, being a little bit more knowledgeable, being more less judgmental, but still being kind of attached to the 3D world. Mm-hmm. And then eventually the eagle burns up in its own ashes and rises again as the phoenix, the enlightened, um, the enlightened version of the scorpion. And again, I'm not claiming that I'm enlightened by any means. I'm not claiming that I'm perfect. I'm not claiming I know it all. But it's symbolically what happened over the past two, two and a half years and how I feel. I feel like I've. I've gained that type of perspective almost and that doors have opened to the point where the horizon is limitless. And that's what I really see the Phoenix is embodying that journey and showing that this is what I came through, but leaving it off at a point where this is what's next. You know, this is just another chapter. And again, there will be another project and there will be another version of me and there will be another journey because what we know as the Phoenix, or maybe what I just know, but I'll put you on some game, the Phoenix mm-hmm. dies so many times during its life. It gets keeps dying and rebirth, dying and rebirth, hundreds and hundreds of times throughout its life. And that's the point is, I'm gonna do it again, and I'm gonna be reborn again. It's just part of the journey. So right. that's what that project is really symbolically about. Wow, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It sounds, yeah. it's, 
Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, some good content. Yeah, man. There's some motherfucking hits too, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cam, uh, what's what's next for you, man? Uh, what do you where, where are you heading? Basically, <laughs> just keep doing more and more. Like my thing is basically keep making any kind of genre. I want to try to basically blend every genre together in weird ways, like, but always have the hip hop beats. Like EDM has some really cool builds. I don't really like or listen to that much EDM, but at the same time, the energy that they can like bring out in certain songs, like you've seen raves, those people are going crazy. Like there's elements in region. Like any beats. Like there's that kind of why do you think he's on all of the more upbeat stuff? It's yeah, it's EDM. And at the end of the day, like kind of music itself is kind of just genres are going to be irrelevant, if not already very like relatively soon. I basically just kinda wanna keep learning and like see where that goes and I don't know. Let it go. (laughs) Like have fun with it. Like because every time I feel like you kind of just work towards something that you know you should work towards, you're you're getting where you need it. You just naturally fall yeah. apart. Because yeah. every time I think I'm going this way, it turns out I want to go this way, and that actually is the better way. Right when like the decision moment kind of happens. So yeah. I try to plan, but I try to have like a loose kind of leaf plan kind of idea. Yeah. I just have the idea of where I want to head, and that's just learn more, do better get better recently i've been trying to really become a much better like engineer on mixing levels mastering levels just like vocal anything like that because like i said i want to be able to do all of that like i think it's fun to be able because the engineer does a lot to songs like a, a ton to sell no, right yeah, yeah you didn't hear us during whenever you're playing the music which could they hear us during whenever the music was playing uh, no it was like kind of muffled okay well you know what you're gonna hear me now Artists, don't be a dick to your engineer. They make you sound good. You're not that special, and it's coming from me. I'm an artist. I'm not that special. Your engineer is everything. Your producer is everything. Don't be a dick to them, all right? Don't be a dick to them. Yeah, on that note, (laughs) I've learned that, like, the coolest effects on, like, especially, like, background vocals, I'll, like, put, like, the most randomest things on, like, his background sometimes mm-hmm. like honestly what i want to learn now is just what did i not know that i wanted to learn <laughs> like because yeah. they make the cool sound like that's the thing that changes things and once again just yeah keep doing more let's keep doing more yeah awesome guys i'm really excited to see you know what these next couple months hold for you um i can't wait to see you know how much you guys grow during this uh quarantine um, just like with the work ethic and, you know, the aspirations and the, and the goals that you guys are setting, um, you know, I think it's really attainable and, you know, I can't wait to see, and, um, you know, I'll help as much as I can along the way to make sure you guys get to where you guys want to be. We got you too. We got you, Mike. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Um, why don't you guys go ahead, give yourselves, uh, a shout out real quick. That way people know where to find, uh, your, you know, social media and, uh, the music. I am on Instagram, Nocturnal9, Twitter, Nocturnal, basically everywhere you'll find me, Nocturnal, Spotify, Nocturnal. It starts with a K. It's K-N-O-C-T-U-R-N-A-L. I believe that's how you spell it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's on every platform. Look me up. I post some dope shit. Get on it. I am Zach or Cameron Gibby. You'll find me on Instagram at Cameron Gibby, Twitter, Cameron Gibby, uh, YouTube. Just started posting yeah, some beats to YouTube. Basically, <laughs> leave them up there. If you want to make SoundCloud songs, just take them. They're there for nonprofit. I don't yeah. care. Just let me know, honestly. I'd love to hear what people make up for them. Email me at, yeah. at gmail.com. <laughs> By the way, my name is Cameron because I am not the tallest of people. I was way shorter when I got up there. I had a decent little growth spurt. I was one of the, I was the only small and white kid at a Mexican restaurant. So they called me Cameroon, which means shrimp in Spanish. 
Absolutely, guys. Thank you guys again for stopping by the stoop today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Very fun. Very Absolutely, fun. guys. Um, guys, make sure to follow us on Instagram at stoopkids412. The link in the bio will take you to all eight major platforms. YouTube page coming soon. Uh, make sure to tune in uh, next week. Um, I'll be posting this interview up on Tuesday. So it is Tuesday now. Um, happy Tuesday. And uh, my next interview will be posted uh, probably by Friday with uh, Dan Meek, strength and conditioning coordinator, um, answering some of your, you know, at-home workout questions uh, for the quarantine. Um, so make sure to tune in. I'm all about it. All right, guys. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Appreciate too. you Thank, you. Thank you. You have a lovely quarantine. Yeah. Hey, talk soon, guys. Yes, yeah. sir. Take it easy. Stupid kids. Four, one, two.